Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Final half hour of Oilers Now on this Wednesday edition. It's Brendan Escott and Cody Jansen. We've been uh, going down a couple of... Different paths today, I suppose you could say. Joined by Pat Micheletti about an hour ago. And uh, got some great stories on collegiate hockey and what's going on with uh, Kirill Kaprizov out in Minnesota. And, wow, to think that he is has turned down, and this is per Micheletti, he has turned down an offer at some point here, maybe even during the season or what have you. Eight years, $9 million per. And he's being courted by a one-year $10 million deal from Seska Moscow right, Moscow, uh, right now. So that's an interesting one. We'll see how that continues to unfold. They've got the cap space for it now, or at least on the surface they do. But I want to start somewhere else as we go to our NHL insider today, uh, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. And John, I've got to ask you right out of the gate here, Tony Esposito passed yesterday at 78 years old uh, you must have some prominent memories of the three-time Vesna winner oh absolutely and, and and particularly ones at Northlands Coliseum because uh, Tony Esposito started in a few of those playoff series uh, that the Oilers played against uh, the Chicago Blackhawks in uh, 84 and 85 I want to say he and he and Murray Bannerman were splitting the duties and T- Tony was uh, Tony was an interesting man he was so focused on the job he he would he would uh, dip himself basically in tiger bomb from his neck all the way down uh, in, in order not to feel the pain of the puck when, when it hit him uh, but uh, there was a time when you know he would spent the one year in Montreal and then went to Chicago and had 15 shutouts that first year in, in Chicago and and became uh, became known as the uh, as rather than Phil's little brother he just became known as Tony O winning the Calder and the and the Vesna in the same year I I don't know that that's when Patrick Waugh maybe did that I don't know that it's ever been duplicated and certainly not a lot you know we're talking about one of the best goaltenders of all time here and so tough to encapsulate a legacy in just a few thoughts but again a Vesna trophy in 72 and 74 as well as 70 and obviously would have been a lot later on in his career against the those uh, Oilers teams of the 80s did he, he started out not even wearing a mask for the first three years of his career as I understand no. it, so. uh, uh, may, that, w- that might have been in minor pro hockey okay. but by the time he got to Montreal in 1969 
uh, he was wearing a mask. And remember, he, he left left Montreal after that one year, and Montreal replaced him with a young guy named Ken Dryden. So the, <laughs> the, the amount of quality goaltenders that Montreal had in their system at that point was absolutely remarkable. And uh, and then in the end, uh, in that, uh, you know, that 1971 Stanley Cup final, it was Dryden versus Esposito, and both of them had been in the Montreal chain uh, less than 18 months before. What can you tell me about Troy Murray, a Blackhawks analyst, former Blackhawks player as well, and uh, we just found out a cancer diagnosis for the St. Albert native. Yeah, it, I'll tell you what, if there, was, there wasn't a harder working player uh, in the game, uh, at any level than uh, than Troy was. He he was uh, in many ways the uh, when you looked at those Blackhawk teams uh, that Denny Savard was supposed to be the star of. It was not number 18, but number 19, Troy Murray, that did a lot of the heavy lifting, a lot of the physical play, and and he was an amazingly solid two-way forward, a great teammate, um, and and lived. I think lived by the code of 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 a, a pure hockey player as well as anybody did. He was he was a tremendous tremendous ambassador for the game uh and we can only hope that uh, as he said in his uh, message to the Blackhawk fans that he's going to get through this and be back in the broadcast booth in October when the regular season starts. Chatting with our NHL insider John Shannon, the news today John out of the Edmonton Oilers circle was Tyler Benson uh, agreeing to a one-year contract extension two-way deal $750,000 just uh, he was going to be here I think now we know that he will in fact be competing in camp for uh, for a roster spot and, and like we talked about on Monday I, I think that that sort of internal competition is a good thing but so is retaining players that you've drafted and this is one that I think really wants to be the next guy to make the transition from Bakersfield to uh, maybe a full-time NHL role I don't foresee that this year but I think he's starting to take the strides where we might see him transitioning there what do you think of the deal well drafted yes and invested a great deal of time on uh, when you think about uh, what uh, what has happened with with Tyler I, you you know here was a guy that came out of junior hockey uh, albeit a little uh, injury riddled uh, in his time uh, in the Western League, but uh, given an opportunity, uh, has certainly proved his worth at the American League level. Uh, this is one of those ones, and you're right, when we talked about the Peary deal on Monday, um, you know, these are the types of guys that are going to have to be that in that bottom six, that there's going to there's going to have to be somebody to come out of that that can score some goals, play at both ends of the ice and score some goals, and, and that's what uh, every one of Ken Holland's teams has always required of that bottom six is that you can play, you you can play, you can't play just at one end. You have to play at both, and you have to contribute some goals. And I th I think that that. It's pretty obvious that it's if it's Peary and Benson fighting for that spot, then that's not necessarily a bad thing. And hopefully, uh, one way or the other, the Oilers can get 15 goals out of that position. Yeah, I completely agree on that front. Now, you look sort of at the job that I think Jay Woodcroft has really, really started, you know, earning a reputation for himself as, as a player's coach, a player developer. And this is something that, as I understand it, the Oilers system didn't really have the luxury of for a long time. It wasn't just a, a poor draft record of, or pardon me, track record of, of drafting and how they did sort of in the later rounds that may have left the uh, the farm system a little thin. I mean, they didn't necessarily do a tremendous job developing either, but that's not the case now. We've seen the 
graduates come up and and produce and I think there should be another large step forward for Ryan McLeod this year but you hear the players and the way they talk about Jay Woodcroft and I think that this is a really important piece of, of Edmonton's sort of overall puzzle right now it's happening in Bakersfield with him do you share a, a similar sentiment about uh, about coach Woodcroft Oh, no, absolutely. And I, and I think the fact that uh, the systems that they play in Bakersfield are comparable to the system that Dave Tippett's team plays. Uh, but and, and really, to me, Brennan, the key to have a, a successful minor league system uh, at this level is being able to show some patience and being able to put somebody um, on that roster in Bakersfield uh, and have Jay work with him and be patient. Don't, don't, you don't need to bring him up too soon. You need to try to, you know, make sure that he understand what it's like to be a professional hockey player, uh, and, and go from there. And that's what Jay is. I think, I think Jay understands that. He's been at the NHL level and as a coach, he can, has a great, ability to communicate with players i mean i f fully think that you know you know the the next guy to really benefit from from jay's tutelage will be dylan holloway uh who i i expect will start uh in bakersfield as as and broberg per, perhaps starts in bakersfield and both of those young guys guys that have giant futures for the for the big club understand what it's like to become an oiler. Now, again, not to beat a dead horse here, but Kenny Holland has always had this philosophy uh, between the Red Wings and what happened in Grand Rapids. And he used to have people within that organization, the guys like Chris Draper and Kurt Maltby, teach the young guys the Red Wing way. And I think now it's a similar scenario under Keith Gretzky uh, with Jay there uh, telling them that what, it, what it's like to be an oiler and how important it is to be an oiler, how to carry yourself, how, what your work ethic is. And I think Jay has done a marvelous job for the organization that way. Chatting with our NHL insider, John Shannon. It's Brendan Escott with you this week on Oilers Now. Shifting to the West Coast, John. Elias Pettersson's comments this morning through a Swedish publication. Uh, interesting. It certainly sounds like you would like to be a part of Vancouver's future, but it sounds like as long as they're going to ice a competitive team. Now, I don't know. It doesn't sound like he's actually had anything to do with the negotiations it's his agent and the team as it stands right now but you know he's uh he's still talking about it he's unsigned and remains confident in a deal I think this is a player that you like you need to lock him up as a part of the core otherwise you are not going to be a winning franchise and aside from Quinn Hughes they've basically got everything else shored up do they not yeah, uh, I mean they've they've done had a ton of signings uh, since they were allowed to start signing players. It's it's been amazing what what uh, Jim Benning has been able to do to turn over the organization. But those two guys, Hughes and Pedersen, have to get done uh, before camp starts in order to to make sure that this team is going in the right direction. You know, it's interesting. You you talk about Pedersen wanting to play. Uh, for a winner and at a certain point when even in restricted free agency and then not too distant unre unrestricted free agency what you hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. Have to do it in any organization is prove to all of your young stars that you're going to surround them with winners. I mean, Pierre Dorian is going through the same conversation uh, with Brady Kachuk about his contract, making sure that Kachuk understands that there is a good young core in Ottawa and they're pointed in the right direction under DJ Smith. That same conversation with Travis Green being the coach in Vancouver, where the Canucks are with their young players. I think that I, I think it's a bonus that another Swedish superstar, and I do think he's a superstar, and Oliver Ekman Larson is now in the Canuck lineup. I think that helps having Pedersen feel better about the organization. But you know, this is a team uh, I, that probably had as cataclysmic a season in so many ways during the 56-game regular season than any in the NHL. When you consider what they had to go through with the with the COVID uh, uh, breakout that they had, and and a rather disappointing second half of the season, and then the Pedersen hand injury himself. So th- there's a lot to prove in Vancouver, but I think the Canucks have to prove as much to Pedersen as Pedersen has to do- prove to the Canucks in order to try to make sure that uh, they go in the right direction. The interesting the interesting thing Brendan about Pedersen is and this is this this is a question that management's probably asking and trying to figure out is how healthy can he be and how healthy can he stay? You know, he's not the biggest frame in the NHL. Uh, he, he, he does get hit. He's not as fast as Connor, so he does get hit quite a bit. And can he stay healthy? in the NHL and that becomes the challenge when you try to lock a guy up long term is he going to be a liability from a health position as opposed to his ability what about Neil Pionk's deal in uh, Winnipeg they get one of their key pieces locked up uh, four years 5.875 is the price tag there I think he's certainly proved to be a lot more productive than at least a lot of the pundits thought out of that trade when they sent Jacob Truba to New York does that sound like the right ballpark sort of the Adam Pellick dollar tag uh, for for Neil Pionk I think so. Um, and by the way, if you were, if you are on either side of that uh, trade, particularly if you were Chris Drury, then being the manager, would you have traded Truba for Pionk, knowing how well Pionk has played? Uh, to me, that's an interesting one. I, I, Pionk has been a, a really, really positive player for for Paul Maurice and, and that team. Um, and when you think now the price of defensemen. And we talk again. We talked about this on Monday, where you know the the numbers going north so quickly. That's going to have an effect not just on the young superstars, but that's going to have an effect on every quality blue liner. And that's what Pionk is. I mean, dare I have to tell Oiler fans how good <laughs> Neil Pionk is? Look at what he did against Connor yep. and Leon d- during uh, late in the regular season, and then in the playoffs, he was pretty effective. And I think he's somebody along with Josh Morrissey on that Winnipeg blue line that's that are pretty effective players uh, for the Jets and, and, and put them in pretty good stead when you consider now the other two defensemen that they've added to that team. That has certainly become a positive for the Winnipeg Jets with the addition of guys like Brendan Dillon.
All or Nothing, the Toronto Maple Leafs series is coming out on Prime Video. This will be an interesting watch, no doubt. October 1st is when it uh, is set to drop as we chat with our NHL insider, but also sort of our resident uh, television expert. John, the All or Nothing series has featured uh, some Premier League teams. I don't know if you uh, find the time to watch that sort of thing, but I'm yep. super excited sure about uh, the behind-the-scenes look at the you know operation of the NHL. In, in oil country, we would know about oil change and how that all shook down but uh, this is something that I think from an exposure standpoint for the league has got to be viewed as a positive oh I think so I, I, I think so and, and it, so here's the question for you is that what is what is a, a better what is better television a team that was expected to go a long way and then flames out or a team that goes all the way uh, to the Stanley Cup final um, I mean the, they certainly have enough content to create a series around the Maple Leafs but the thud that occurred after game seven against the Montreal Canadiens uh, you wonder what kind of spin that put, puts on this series if you get access to the players if you get access to the management and you and we've seen in the preview the minute 22 preview that's on YouTube that you know even Kyle swears <laughs> um, that uh, th it seems to be it seems to be quite an honest interpretation of what goes on albeit that it is let's face it it will be distilled it will be um, you know polished uh, before we see it in October but I'm sure it will give a little bit of an indication behind the scenes of what this organization's been going through did was it public knowledge that this was being filmed all of last year or did they keep that oh, really yeah. under wraps yeah. Okay. No, it no, there was, it, 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 it was it was announced before the season started. Gotcha. At least it was announced here in Toronto before the season started that that Amazon was producing this and the, and the NHL was directly involved. The guy Steve Mayer and the guys at the New York office were directly involved, and they hired a local production company to do it. Uh, simply one of the reasons they had to do that was that it was difficult to get across the border, right? So mm. they hired a, and and they were everywhere. I I do know that uh, for. For instance, um, they were uh, they were not far after John Tavares's injury. They were at John Tavares's house uh, in talking to John Tavares. So th they do have some access and do have some content that uh, I think will be compelling for lots of people to watch. Should be interesting. Again, that's an October first uh, drop date on Amazon Prime Video. Five episodes worth of all or nothing Toronto Maple Leafs. One last question here for our NHL insider John Shannon. And you know, John, at this point, I'm not even sure how to phrase it, but it's another day and another story in the athletic highlighting that Evander Kane's time with the Sharks is all but over according to at least his teammates who you know the anonymous uh, source telling the reporter that uh, if if Kane returns that some of the teammates will not uh, this is he done as an NHLer I guess would be just the bare bones bottom line question here it seems like he's sort of on the outside oh I think it's a little premature to suggest he's done uh, I mean, I'm not even sure. I was actually thinking about this yesterday, whether the investigation has really got underway yet. Um, but, you know, the NHL takes the gambling side of, uh, of this business very seriously, particularly when it's going to become legitimate uh, in our country uh, relatively soon with Bill 218 uh, and with at least more than 20 U.S. states now having uh, gambling. Uh, so that's that's an aspect that you know the league is looking very 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 closely at, uh, and we'll probably have to some sort of verdict before 
the season starts. Um, but I, I think it's well. I think it, you know we, we. I think we have to figure out. You know, we have to we have to presume that there's a little bit of innocence, Brendan. Even though public opinion is against them, there is innocence before guilt is is found. Uh, and I think it's a little premature. Remember, this guy has a contract. And remember, the guys who don't want to play with him have contracts. Uh, nobody's walking away from millions and millions and millions of dollars uh, just because they don't like one single teammate. Yeah. Uh, every team, every team in the NHL is not harmonious all the time. <laughs> so um, it's, it's going to be interesting. It is certainly troubling. Uh, amongst other stories, for instance, the one in Chicago is troubling, but the, mm -hmm. uh, the the Kane one is troubling, and 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 how he's managed his personal life is certainly troubling. But I would think it's a little a little premature to suggest that his career is over. Always appreciate the input, John. We'll uh, try and connect next week. Okay, boy, holy smokes! How many how many days does Stoff forget? Well, he's, what is he's, this? He's talking maybe even three full weeks to decompress from everything. Oh. So definitely two, but we'll see. I might have Cam Moon riding Hold shotgun on. with decompress. me too. Decompress, <laughs> De decompress, decompress. Eh? This is you know we, 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 we these are these are jobs. This is like playing in a sandbox. That's right, the toy Come box on. of life. Come on, this is fun. <laughs> the sandbox. And our problem is we make it look so much fun that everybody wants to play in it with us. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know the true the true grind. Thanks so much, John. Chat soon. All right, Brendan, bye. All right, John Shannon is our NHL insider. One last time out here on Oilers Now. Back to wrap it up after this. Brendan Escott here. Royal Pizzas, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years now. A menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations available online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Let's head to this day in Oilers history. That's brought to you by New West Travel Experience a great holiday to Vancouver on a private jet with three nights hotel for just $699. Details at newwesttravel.com. We go back to 2006, Cody. Peter Sikora signs a one-year, $2.9 million contract with the Oilers in his only season in Edmonton. The Czechoslovakian native registered 53 points in 82 regular season games, departed for Pittsburgh in free agency the following offseason. Spent the first part of his career with New Jersey for a number of years, and then as they were doing battle with the Anaheim Ducks in that uh, playoff run around 0203, that's when he flipped to the bad guys, who's a member of the Mighty Ducks then. He had a wicked shot, if I remember. I mean, he was something else. A couple of 80-point seasons, if I recall off the top of my head there. So Peter Sikora, only one of them spent in Edmonton. Uh, typically coming up on a Thursday edition, you'd hear from Kevin Weeks. His appearance is brought to you by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in uh, electrical prefabrication and solar. <laughs> Wait, let's try that again. Alberta's leader in solar electrical installation and service electrical prefabrication and solar. They flipped that up. They flipped it around on us, Cody. I apologize to our I'll take the blame on that one. Power pack. Rob and Lana Kinsey there. Um, okay, coming up a little later on tonight on 630 Chet, it is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. You will hear from Montreal Alouettes quarterback Vernon Adams. That is the opponent this week for the Edmonton Elks at Commonwealth Stadium. U of A Golden Bears have Head football coach Chris Morris will check in and former NHL assistant coach Perry Pern as well. Always a pleasure. Tomorrow we're looking at, uh, well, championship replay, championship week replay wrapping up. 
with Steve Smith. Going to get some thoughts on the Canadian uh, women's national team ahead of the world championships as well. Hoping to line up Sarah Nurse for that one. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's Brendan Escott on behalf of Cody Jansen as well saying so long from the 630 Chet Studios. Up next, Eileen Bell with the global news weather traffic update. Then Angela Cocott from 2 to 3. 630 Chet afternoons to follow with Ted Henley. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chet.